All right, I'm going to give you the challenging one. All right, <laughs> say it three times real fast. She sits upon the sheets. The sheets she sits upon. Go ahead. She sits upon the. Sh- <laughs> Uh, she sits upon the sheets. She sits upon the sheets. She sits upon. Okay. Stand. You do it. Stand. She sits upon the sheets. The sheets. She shits. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang it! Hold on. Wait, wait. She sits. She sits upon the sheets. The sheets. She sits upon. She. She sits upon the sheets. The sheets. She sits upon. <laughs> She sits upon the sheets. The sheets she sits upon. She sits upon the sheets. The sheets she sits upon. The she sits upon the sheets. The sheets she sits upon. She. The sheets. You are all weirdos. Hello, weirdos. Hi, weirdos. Yeah, those dulcet tones can mean only one thing, weirdos. It's the moment you've been waiting for, the return to the pod of the one and only, the Jesse to my Walter, the Anvil to my Hitman, (laughs) the Samwise to my Frodo. That's right. It's Thomas. You weirdos! Yeah! Hey! If anybody is Samwise, it is you, sir. Hey, (laughs) you say that like it's an insult. (laughs) Samwise is a compliment. Totally, sure. (laughs) It's the hair. It's the hair, Hey, man, at my age, the fact that I still have a full head of hair is is a good thing. Yeah, Uh, buddy. So, you've made it on a very long journey. You have traversed the United States of America with two cats in a car. You are now on the East Coast. Won't you please, Thomas, regale us with tales and stories from the road? We want to know all about your your weirdo adventures across this great land. Absolutely. Uh, how are y'all, first of all? How you doing, Bales? I'm just ducky. Ducky, <laughs> Stan, yeah. you're doing great. I'm doing great. It's good to see you, though. After yeah, good after to see you. After the yes. hiatus. Yep, yep. Um, I got a weird setup that's uh, for this recording that I'm feeling out right now. Okay. Oh, uh, y'all look nice and regular. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> for the sake of the listeners, we can see each other, but y'all can't see us. Yeah. John Cena. So, like, like, tell us, tell us, like, what was the, like, did you stop at any cool tourist destinations or like tourist traps? Did you, did you have any like weird mystery spot places that you went to? Yes, to most or all of those things, Stan. Okay. Uh, (laughs) um, I, I had help from my lady to wrangle two cats across the country mm-hmm. uh that being said two cats I... and a lady yep that was uh that was the title of my uh title of my memoir for <laughs> <laughs> at least at least it wasn't the title of your sex tape yeah yeah no yeah no, no, no. that that that's that's been many other titles that hopefully have all been washed from the internet uh sorry <laughs> listeners <laughs> There's a Tumblr going up right uh, now. So so tell us, now the route you took, you went uh, from the Bay Area and then you went south and across Texas, up north and then east, and then tell us about some places you hit along. Do I have that right? And tell us about some places you yeah, hit Yeah, dude. Uh, give or take. Uh, so I want to start because this is a, this is an important weirdos fact. Okay. Ooh. I I started taking my ladies... Um, I call my two cats. I, my two cats are Billy and Jean. 
They're smooth criminals. They are sister cats. They are great. Uh, I took started taking them on car rides a few weeks before I needed to take this big road trip. I needed to see how they were in the car. I needed them to not be scared and afraid of the car. And there was a lot of moving happening out of their space that's been their home since most, you know, since they were a couple months old. Um, They've been in the same space, so. Getting them ready for the car to be a sanctuary, as it were, a safe space, was really important. Um, packed the car accordingly once it got time to leave, right? Right. Like, how did you how, did you set up, like, a litter box or something? Yeah. So, the first, first day, I didn't set up a, a litter box, um, but my lady suggested perhaps we give it a shot because that was something that I thought I was going to do. I thought that I would put it on the floor behind my seat after I did all of my research. I was like, okay, that'll be a good place to have a litter box and I can block the under the seat and it'll work out. But the travel box that I got was a little weird and I was a little skeptical about it and I wasn't sure how it was going to work out, but I ended up uh, using one of the two carriers uh, for most of the trip as a place with a litter box. And it wasn't until like the back end of the trip where one of them maybe used it during like a pit stop, but I wasn't, I never got them to use it. Anytime we were moving, they wanted to basically like find a little cove to be sheltered in and get cozy and just go. But my, my cats had zero problems on the road uh we they were troopers they got out and explored a little bit every hotel stop every night um the cats were absolute superstars uh, wow all along the trip like harnesses i bought harnesses i bought leashes I didn't need to use them, not once. There was not a chance that these ladies would get out of the car and, like, go for a walk in the parking lot or on the, you know, anywhere. Like, they were not about that life. Uh, I set up a goal where we were landing, give or take, each night to give them a routine of at about this time we land and then we get our home base set up, Mm -hmm. which, you know, is some form of a blanket fort for the ladies to have one of their carriers go under and like give them a safe space with whatever hotel we're in. Um, and it went well every time they, they were super good the whole time. Billy, you know, did a little more exploring than Gene did. Um, Billy came up and like hung out in the front seat a little bit more. Jean came Aww. up once, but she wasn't about that life. <laughs> she wanted. That's she right. Jean's little... more of a hider. Jean's always yeah. more of a hider than Billy. She's a yeah. burrower. She wants to be. She'd prefer to be under the bed than Aww. you know out and about. So she found herself a nice nook that we made out of like pillows and a blanket behind the passenger seat, and she just felt like super safe and super comfortable there. And she just hung out there most of the trip the trip took about a week uh actually we left late friday and got in thursday uh evening okay is how it ended up going um okay i just feel like cross-country road trip with cat curled into a ball and a pillow nook blanky fort cuteness i feel like we're hitting all the keywords for search engines right now in terms of cat content you could possibly want a podcast right right Oh my god. Maybe a- maybe the cat maybe our maybe our social maybe our Instagram needs to drop some of the uh cat trip pictures. I, I think that would yeah. be a, a good thing. By the way, we have an Instagram. Thomas, what's our Instagram? It is You Are All Weirdos Podcast. Yeah. Yeah, we're professional. High ranking amateur A F. <laughs> it's yeah. uh it's unverified, but you could take my word for it. That's us. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So you got cats and blanky forts uh, going across the country. So tell us about some of the places that you stopped along the way. Yeah. Uh, it was a, it was a good time. There was a lot of easy driving. The, the thought was mid December, Going across 
the nation, <laughs> you know, going across the United States, it would be, it would be best to stay south. It would give the most uh, chance of the roads being consistent and not having mm-hmm. to like readjust or, you know, each road has its Put own, like each, each route has, yeah, we'll put on chains or like flat out have a road closed. And there's this particular strip. If you go uh, 80, there's this particular strip that is like a high wind concern. And in the middle of winter when there's storms, maybe not the ideal thing. And, you know, I tried to check the weather reports. There were options. But going south felt like a little more predictable with weather or a little more sustainable with weather is a better way of putting it. Uh, couple that with the fact that I've never done a cross country road trip and both of y'all know I enjoy just going for drives. I feel like it's super relaxing. I love to see the outside world. I'm that introvert extrovert where it's like nice to be by myself out in the world and driving, driving is a really, uh, great way for me to be able to, uh, get that fix and like hang out alone but get to be around people without being around people uh (laughs) nice um i now that i know my cats are such awesome passengers look out world yeah dude like road tripping with cats man i wish benny was chill enough benny is my cat listeners uh, but he is not a chill cat when it comes to that sort of thing so how many how many like, how many weeks were you uh, driving him around for to prepare him for the trip? Two. Two okay. weeks. I, nice. I, I I recruited Bailey's kid for our first ever car route, oh, that's right. um, which yep. was a good idea. And, and we that covered went that. Well. In, in, mm-hmm. our, in our first episode, we covered that. Yep. Uh, and then I recruited Bales as we also re- uh, as we also covered uh, somewhere in there. I got my mom on board. I sort of multitask because my mom wanted to hang out and she also likes going for cruises. Nice. Um, so we got some time. We got some proper family time in with That's both good. of my ladies, too. That's nice. nice. Yeah. Um, but one of the things, given I never done a cross country drive is what things are the must hits, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's so many and there's, this country is rich with history and I enjoy getting to see uh, history and get that story uh, in a more tangible way for the way my brain works. Like mm-hmm. it's cool to talk about the history of uh Richmond, Virginia. It's a different thing when you go to the museums there and you get somebody to explain that history as you're looking at some of the artifacts and being able to like make it a little more tangible. And like I'm thoroughly impressed by things that have been accomplished and overcome and changed all throughout history and advanced. And, you know, I'm, there's a lot of like cool shit when you just listen to the stories, right? Like, so uh, that being said, I am a sucker for a good vista, a good view. Uh, <laughs> and we decided, me and the lady decided that both of our like top must hits would be the Grand Canyon. Nice. Um, yeah. Nice. Have either of you been to the Grand Canyon? I never have. Nope. I feel like that everyone is like, I I'm going to see it. I would love to see it. But I feel like myself included up to this trip, I feel like so many people are like, oh, I've, I will sometime. And mm-hmm. it just became like a priority to me. And boy, was that an awesome like choice. We ended up uh, taking two days to get there, um, which is about right for how you want to pace that drive from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, we woke up on our day three trip um, and like got up super early on a really cold <laughs> mid-December day in this <laughs> Arizona weather. <laughs> Just desert cold before the sun comes up. And we went and watched Ooh. the sunrise at this uh, particular place on the like southern side of 
the Grand Canyon. Got to watch Amazing. the sunrise on it. You like Amazing. to see how impressive the landscape is there. I mean, like it is a wonder of the world that I got to go exist and like experience at uh, one of its prettier times. So that was yeah. great. Something That's that. Epic, oh, man. Dude, it was it was a great time, man. Uh, it was so pretty. There was a bunch of people there um, doing the same thing. Um, my lady had the idea, and I thought it was brilliant. She like got it from uh, the person at the door at the hotel place. I knew you were checking in, apparently. But I'm going to give her credit for it because I'm not a wake-up-to-go-watch-the-sunrise person, and uh, right. it was a wonderful experience. <laughs> that would be I... the one excuse, I feel like. Yeah. I imagine yeah. that there is some time because the Grand Canyon is just such a massive, you know, amount of real estate. It's such a big space. Like, I imagine that there's sort of like subcultures to Grand Canyon tourism about, oh, you got to go see the sunrise from this spot. You got to go see the sunrise from this spot. You got to do like this mm -hmm. particular angle if you're taking photos. You got to go to the what is it, the Sky Bridge or whatever the thing is that they have at like the main point. Um, so that's that's interesting to me. Um, so did you also, some of those roads get closed, uh, apparently. Oh, I imagine so. I imagine mm -hmm. so. Um, so did you do any of the other, like, touristy type stuff around the Grand Canyon, or was it just a, we're going to get up early and go see this spot and get on our way? We had, uh, we got to, we got in on that uh, night two of the road trip and went to a pretty good restaurant uh they had prickly pear margaritas Ooh, that oh were super oh, delicious apparently at the grand canyon and it makes sense once you like figure that out and think about it a little bit but apparently at the grand canyon the the top fruit of production is the prickly pear cactus and so they've got a lot of prickly pear flavored things and fun fact that is fucking delicious yeah. yeah it's like new mexico with green chilies same thing yeah yeah <laughs> yep yep um so that was super uh fun little surprise but we did not get trapped into any of the tourism things beyond following the suggestion of the desk person uh isn't it always nice when the folks working at the places that you're definitely going to in a place you're trying to explore but you don't know much about like those helpful employees are the cat's oh, yeah. pajamas man mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely shout out to hotel you... staff everywhere yeah. absolutely and bartenders and waiters uh, like the the service persons who are trying to do their job but also be helpful shout out to them <laughs> All right, so after the Grand Canyon, what happened next? Give us some more good stuff. Uh, after the Grand Canyon, uh, you started to have a good idea after day two about uh, how much driving that you could get in uh, in a mm -hmm. day kind of to keep that cat schedule consistent in the evenings and sort of looking around on the route as to, like, what you got uh, left and what do you wanna, where do you want to land, right? So we decided to go to Roswell. We thought that we would be able to nice. go to Roswell, check out some fun things around the city, around town that might be unique and special. And they had a lot of uh, tourist attractions and things to spend time on. The hurdle that aliens. Roswell made me... Aliens. Uh, aliens. The... The hurdle that we, that I realized uh, when we got to Roswell is like, okay, you can't really do a museum because if you go a museum proper, it'll take a couple few hours and there are cats to consider. Right. <laughs> so you don't want to leave them in the car. You can't leave them in the car for too, too long without you. I mean, like it, it yeah. yeah, you know, I, I they were okay for small stints, but you know, we went and got a meal. We could sit and see the car, and you know, that was all right. I, mean, I, I could see you trying to carry a cat in like a baby Bjorn into some place and say, "That's my baby," <laughs> and see if if Billy and Gina go for it. Yeah, I um, I really and I, 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 
I tried my best to not be crazy cat dad, but also be an accommodating, uh, you know, cat owner while Mm -hmm. trying to enjoy the trip as a person who loves taking road trips and is having a good time with a significant other. I think you threaded that needle pretty well, man. It seems like you did a good job taking care of the cats and they were well behaved and it sounds like you had a good time. Absolutely. Yeah. Wait, did you guys get to take the tour at Roswell or no? So did you see any we aliens? Dis- any aliens? I'm not going to confirm nor deny any alien encounters. I will tell you something that I was not <laughs> not expecting is how uh, freely the phrase uh, "Don't ask me about my butthole" is thrown around in Roswell on various ah! ads. That's oh my god! That's on like the T-shirts and shit. Yep. So I'm working on like collecting patches for uh, a jacket I got, and so I grabbed like a patch. I wanted to grab a patch at Roswell, and the couple patches were either "Don't ask me about my butthole" patches or just like cool like alien heads. I decided to go with an alien head because I didn't really want people to ask me about my "Don't ask me about my butthole" patch. Oh, that that's is. not a conversation I'm willing says, to. Don't ask me about it. Oh. Yeah, but be, instead of asking me about my butthole, they'll ask me about the patch, which leads to a conversation on our, that sort of butthole adjacent. I really like, who are we at this point? Yeah. Why don't we just you really have dinner I, first? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to be said, Thomas, about, you know, random strangers taking an interest in your butthole. I mean, that's. Well, especially Bale's, on the road. You don't know where You know, you, you're not a stranger, but you too. Don't ask me about my butthole. <laughs> I know. I have no interest in your butthole. None. None at all. We've had a lot of conversation about my butthole, and I feel like you stimulated this conversation Whoa, ongoing. Whoa, phrasing. Wow. <laughs> wow, dude. Wow. I said what I said. <laughs> I stand by what I said. Wow. Insert ad here. <laughs> and now and now a commercial break. <laughs> All right, Stan, how much do you love your coffee? I love my coffee so much, Bailey. If it were legal, I would marry it in several states. Well, whether you're committing polygamy across state lines or just having a delicious cup of coffee, discover the rich taste of tradition with Henry's House of Coffee, a San Francisco-based family business since 1965 with over three generations of family. They roast dark, smooth, never-bitter coffee. Visit henryshouseofcoffee.com or download the Henry's House of Coffee app and use promo code WEIRDO, that's W-E-I-R-D-O, for a 15% discount on your next order. Our friends at Henry's House of Coffee are offering this discount exclusively to listeners of this show. Experience the legacy in every cup with Henry's House of Coffee. <laughs> All right. Uh, on that note, tell us more about the rest of your trip there, Thomas. So Roswell was a good time. We, we ended up doing more of a pit stop and sort of a like now that we have a better understanding of how the cat's are going to travel and the consistency with it, just sort of reshuffling stuff a little bit better and making the solid uh, uh, car home base for the ladies to travel in. And um, we went through uh, Ari- we went through Arizona and ended up uh, going to. Oklahoma, I want to, I think, for the night three. Oklahoma, where we can't use the rest of the summer. We'll get sued. <laughs> hey. Can you hear the word Oklahoma without immediately thinking of Oklahoma? Not Oklahoma, not but to. Oklahoma. With an exclamation point? Yeah, Weirdo. it's hard not to. Yeah, theater weirdos on this show? Never. All right, so Oklahoma. Home of the thunder. What you got going on? I'll tell you, Oklahoma was surprisingly dope. Uh, it was oh, yeah? pretty. Uh, it was prettier than I expected. The town—I can't remember what town we stayed in, but it was in Oklahoma. Oh, actually, it was Oklahoma City. Duh. Oh, of course, okay. it was. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. 
Have I ever told yeah. you my story about my trip to Oklahoma City? Real quick. Real quick. Go for it, dude. So Let me hear I, went on a, I went on a business trip to Oklahoma City right before the Seattle Sonics moved to Oklahoma City. Uh, they were moving there the following season. So this is, for, for the uninitiated, this is an NBA team moving to Oklahoma City uh, and stealing the Seattle Supersonics, which I'm still mad about. Uh, but I got picked up by a cab uh, at the airport, and we're talking about that because what else do you talk about when a, you know, a businessman's coming to town, right? So uh, the cabbie was bragging, though. He's like, yeah. We got six downtown hotels now, and we're going to have eight by the end of the year. And I'm like, wow, you are a budding metropolis, Oklahoma City, with your six downtown hotels. Yeah. We found an NBA city worse than Sacramento. It was hard, <laughs> but we did it. There was fun little detours that we would find along the way. Uh, it, somewhere in New Mexico, there is a place called... High Town, New Mexico. That is a real place. Go on. <laughs> it's a real place. So we stopped. On. We stopped at a place that we saw called Pioneer and got pie. Oh. Um, and I thought that I was being super cool asking the girl who was helping us working there she said oh what do you got y'all want and i asked her you know what's what would your favorite pie be and this person responded with coconut cream pie and mint chocolate chip options that were both in this fridge that was like not in the counter that she was helping us in front of and i'm like okay it was in this moment that i realized we pie different as people um <laughs> do we know? I went with I went with a berry crumble pie instead and uh that sounds it amazing. So good. It was so good. Shout out to Pie O'Neer in Pie Town oh, uh New, New Mexico. Mexico. Do they do sweet Brilliant. and savory pies or just sweet pies? Yeah, they had uh they had an eclectic uh range available and there was also like proper dinner that they were serving i looked around at the folks that were sitting down for dinner they served the food on those metal cafeteria style trays not plates nice Mm -hmm. roadside uh did they have any spicy pies uh probably but i was just trying to recover from the coconut cream pie suggestion fair enough fair enough uh you know honestly if you want to like get somebody's favor if you really bringing them a pie bring yeah. people a pie it, it really does go a long way we had when we were sure. putting my mom's house when we were putting my mom's house on the market we had a realtor show up with a very delicious pie uh, it almost got her the listing i will say that but the pie <laughs> impeccable so bales i think you'd like pie town usa absolutely sounds like my kind of joint all right See, whoever, now you sent me a picture from the road I want to ask you about. So at some point you find yourself in Indiana. If not the town of, is it Indianapolis or were you actually in French Lick, Indiana? Because there's a photo of you standing next to a statue of Larry Bird. All right. The two greatest white basketball players of all time. You and Larry Bird. <laughs> Well, you're not going to get an argument from me, uh, first and foremost. Um, and that was at, in the in front of a school. It wasn't, it wasn't French Lick though. It was something in Indianapolis. Okay, I think Indianapolis. Does Larry Bird have a? Don't tell me Larry Bird has a school named after him in Indianapolis. Can you say you went um, to Larry Bird Middle School? Because I'll move there now. <laughs> Uh, it's a sculpture sculpture in Terre Haute, Terre Haute, Indiana. Indiana. Ah, home uh, of a Christmas and... story. Oh, really? Oh, is that where yeah. it takes place? Yeah. I did not know that. Terre Haute, Indiana. A... Weirdo. <laughs> That's a fun one, dude. Um, it's in front of a school, whichever school's right there. Um, yeah, that was a good one. All right. Uh, just finding those random places to stop along the way that were fun. I got to tell you, not a lot of sightseeing to do 
on the way to a place like Indiana or from a place How like far out Indiana. of your way did you go to, to be having your photo taken with uh, it wasn't, the statue? It wasn't out of the way. Yeah, oh, it really? Out of the way. Yeah, no. Okay. It's, that's like right outside of uh, where we were staying. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, we woke up, did that in the morning, and then hit the road. I Any, uh, I... I had a couple of job things that came up on the road. So like in Roswell, I ended up um, randomly doing like job hunt things from my car, um, uh, pulled over on the side of the road. And then another company uh, connected with me to try and have a quote unquote face to face. So I pulled over in bumfuck Indiana uh, <laughs> to like have a conversation. Actual town name, actual employer. town name, bumfuck Indiana. Yep. So you should beat the mayor. I'm like, uh, they were great, great sports. I, they knew that I was on the road moving across country. And like, so the picture that you get is just me in a, in a big old sweater. And there's two cats <laughs> that are kind of parked over my shoulder and under my shoulder in the background. Oh God, the cats made the job interview from the, stuff. from the road. It wasn't they my fun fact they have attempted to make all of my job interviews in this particular stint of interviewing let me tell you i love this i love i'm this. surprised they haven't attempted to crash the pod yet i'm surprised no one has hired billy honestly like how has mm-hmm. billy not been hired gene i can understand uh, a, not hiring billy you gotta it's hire a, billy. It's, a, it's a mystery to us all bales it's a mystery to us all. She declines the offers that she gets, and anyone in showbiz knows if you say no too much, you stop getting invitations. She's elusive, okay? She has a mystique about her. Yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> offer only, no audition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. And really, she'd right. prefer to just be with her sister who doesn't want to be around them. <laughs> all right. So any other uh, cross-country tour highlights with the cats you want to share with our listeners? I have a few pictures from along the way that Ooh. I should totally share with y'all. Uh, I know I dropped a couple to each of you. Put them on the Instagram. I'll, I'll drop a couple on the Instagram, yeah. I should say that all the pictures that I'll drop will be pictures of pictures because I bought a Polaroid camera. To use on a road trip uh, and an album and like way too much film just to make sure that it had enough. So all of the shitty Polaroids you take along the way are just artistic choices of the moment. (laughs) Yeah, you're a goddamn hipster. I I already don't like what the East Coast has done to you. (laughs) Did you take a picture with the lens cap still on? That's okay. Remember the sounds of that moment. <laughs> All right. Well, I do. Old man Thomas has opinions, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God. Well, can we share? Um, can, can we share the good news about your uh, your relocation? Uh, uh, it's all made, good news, baby. You're, but you're. You don't have to say where, but your congratulations, buddy. Your fun employment has come to an end. Yes, sir. Thank Got you. himself a jobby job. Yeah. Don't got to say we, where, but uh, we're happy for you, man. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, I'll be working in green energy, and Woo. I'm really excited to do that. Saving the world. Yeah. I'm just really leaning into the hipster thing. Uh, I I'm not. I don't <laughs> identify as a hipster, but I accept that there are many parallels. I identify <laughs> as something you've probably never heard of. <laughs> okay. okay. Any final thoughts on uh, your cross-country cat uh, Majesty tour, there, Thomas? My cats rule. All dogs drool. It was a great time. I'm glad I got to the, the opportunity to do it. Uh, I would like to do it again without my cats, so I can do some other things a little more freely. Um, but like, how impressed I have been by these two cats uh, I'm like oh shit I can take care of living things and make plans for these living things and then they keep living and thriving let's go oh I'm the weirdo
You're the one calling Barry Manilow from a phone booth at 2 a.m. Hey, guys. Guys, guess what? Guess what? What? What What up? Dude, you're not going to believe it. Our friends over at Henry's House of Coffee, they are giving an exclusive discount for listeners of this show. Can you believe it? Henry's House of Coffee? Yeah, Henry's House of Coffee. Discover the rich taste of tradition. For all of our friends, all those weirdos out there, discover the rich taste of tradition with Henry's House of Coffee, a San Francisco-based family business for over three generations. Since 1965, they roast dark, smooth, never-bitter coffee. Visit henryshouseofcoffee.com or download the Henry's House of Coffee app and use promo code WEIRDO. That's W-E-I-R-D-O for a 15% discount on your next order. They ship nationwide. Experience the legacy in every cup with Henry's House of Coffee. Coffee for all my friends. Well, it's going to be just Thomas and I today. While stands away, the boys shall play, won't we? The boys are back in town. On different coasts, though, but the boys are back in town. <laughs> what up, dude? It's been well, a while. Dude, it has been a minute. It has been a minute. Um, it's tough with you, uh, the three-hour time difference, man. You know, I mean, you're, yeah. you're a working man now. You know, you got... Uh, working. You got... <laughs> yep. Your nights and weekends are a little bit later for us. That's all good. That's all good. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. And you so, are... It, you are currently in uh, the full swing of senior in high school, having all oh, sorts God. of things to do and places to be and deadlines to meet. You're <laughs> uh, you're a busy man without a job right now. That's very true. Um, That's very true. And you had some other stuff coming up, man. Um, I I. On, on wax, we're already recording, but you were out of town unexpectedly, and it wasn't yep. fun. Uh, we might get into that a little bit, but right now you are back home. Hell yeah! And uh, I know that you're you are you are loaded with feelings, man. So let's just get right into where we are, man. What are a few things? Just three things that you're just grateful to be back home for. You know, well, first and foremost, it's my family. It's my my wife and my kid, and they've been great. Um, and uh, second, is always going to be the cat. And let me tell you, I, I just I want to get a little cat content here because we are known for it. But uh, the cat has definitely missed me. Um, she has been very aggressive about uh, lap time and trying to pin me down and make sure daddy doesn't go anywhere. And I do appreciate that. that. It's it's not subtle what she's doing. And it's it's quite helpful to have a cat be that aggressive about being on your lap and turning to the side and showing the cat tummy and say, yeah, get the tummy right here. Yeah. Like, who's now, is it always, is it ever a trap? Occasionally. Yes. Yes. You know, she does set the trap. She, she, now she's a little nibbly. I think she's been playing it up a little bit and that's like, okay, you need to back off. So I'm just going to give you a little nibble, not too much, but you know, she, she, she's a little bit of a nibbler for sure. For sure. Um, but I can't stay mad at her because you know she's adorable. Uh, right. So that that that's two things. Um, you Cute know the little heathens. Let, let me tell you the third thing that I am grateful for. Uh, if you if you want the list, uh, when I was traveling, I was in and out of uh, hotel rooms and had to change hotels during it and spend a lot of time in places that weren't fun. Uh, so what I'm really appreciating is uh, the game I'm currently playing, which is Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, which I hey. uh, oh my goodness that game is is fantastic I love the open worldness I love the uh, the scenic of it it's a gorgeous game the missions are fun you're a cowboy and the irony is uh, uh, I am playing that game on the suggestion of Stan uh, but I've never played the first game because the second game is a prequel so I know who the characters yeah. are in the second game uh, nice. And, you know, based on what people have told me about the first game, yeah, I'm definitely experiencing it from a different perspective than a lot of people. You're playing it in the real order. I am. I am. Yeah. And I'm digging it. I'm absolutely digging it. That's a really fun game. Uh, are you are you a big open world type game gamer? I love open world games. Yeah, yeah. Like Breath of the Wild, Horizon Zero Dawn, stuff like that. 
Uh, the yeah. more open I can do, the uh, the better. Um, did you play Ghost of Tsushima? Oh, absolutely. Oh, Stan and I did it, recorded a thing that uh, about Ghost of Tsushima, actually. A brief thing. Oh, we both heck yeah, it. dude. We I loved um, petting foxes. <gasps> petting all the foxes. <laughs> I made I made Tim like come over here. I was like, "Hold on, honey, you got to see what I do in this in this uh, situation." And like, I chase the fox, and he's like, "What are you? What is this?" And then I get to the part where I pet the fox. He's like, "Okay, I get why this is the best part of the game." Yep, yep. <laughs> I made both my wife and kid do the exact same thing. You guys gotta watch me pet this fox. It's amazing. It really yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go kill some guys in a second, but I gotta go chase a bird really quick. But yeah, you chase the fox down, you rub its belly, you get a little prize, little unlockable thing. It's like a quest or something. I can't remember. It's like a mini quest in the game or something, but it's gorgeous. I love Ghost of Tsushima. Absolutely. I, they're making a sequel, which is weird to me. I don't see how you yeah. take that story and make a sequel, but I'll play it uh, just because I love the first one so much. There's options. You still had like a lot of like character history that they, they wrote so many like in-depth backgrounds for filling in these characters the storylines are so layered and multi-layered there's so many different side quests that you could get but it's tied up with history too so it could be or it could be something where maybe they make it like a generation earlier or later or something like that too you know like it's entirely possible well, dude, like Assassin's Creed became seventy six different fucking games, and uh, dude, can it I just wasn't Assassin's to. Creed got boring to me. I know uh, that a I lot agree. of gamers will a lot of gamers will call sacrilege on that, but after even like the first game, there's only so many towers you can climb. You know where yeah. it just feels redundant and repetitive, and you're not. You know, I think Hitman is a much better game in terms of uh, like assassination based games. I think I think Hitman is far superior to Assassin's Creed, at least in my opinion. That's chill. Hitman had like a, a pacing issue for me. Uh, the 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 way too slow, that that, too stealthy. It was too slow for me, but mainly because like the the button combos were so like chunky too. That that was that was like ages ago though. I haven't played that since it was new. Now it's like a PlayStation greatest hits, dude. That was a PlayStation two game. Oh, <laughs> dude, Hitman bad. two on PlayStation two was that was one of the best PlayStation two games. Was Hitman two, and you could repeat the missions on that. Like, that was new at that time that you could do stuff like that. And it was, you know, uh, being an old school gamer, that's just something I really appreciate about it. Uh, but I've always played Hitman on, like, every generation console I've had. Even And actually, we know it's scary. My kid is really good at Hitman. My kid is really good nice. at executing. My Dude, kid is executing that is stealthy not, murder. That is not <laughs> fucking surprising at all. Your kid should write the sequel for that fucking game. I'm sure she has various ways that are quite interesting to pull off some fucking hit in the the game, dude. Are you kidding me? She has a a particular set of skills, and they terrify me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Makes me laugh and stay 50 yards away. Absolutely, absolutely. Did you bring Um, your – so did you bring your uh, PlayStation up? Uh, on your trip with you, so you had the opportunity. Uh, no, to no, that was game. why I'm grateful for the game. Yeah, I, I did not have any. You got to come back and blow off some distracting. Steam. Hell yeah, hell yeah! Thank you for bringing that back around. Yeah, I fucking like that, uh, man. Yeah, so those are those are my three things. Now, what about you? Now, you you resettled on the East Coast. Uh, you know, tell me about you know three things that you are grateful about since you asked me. Well, I we've been making progress with the cats. Um, we haven't had a fight yet because we keep kind of stopping the uh, intros for the listeners who are going, what the fuck is he talking about? Um, I have two cats and I moved in with my girlfriend who has two cats and her yes. two cats and my two cats are becoming family slowly but surely. Pretty bunch style kitty cats. Hell yeah. Here's the story of a bunch of kitties. The, the biggest hurdle is that they're all four very different personality female cats who have particular ways that they have had things and would like things. Um, Billy, one of mine, is 
a talker, a fucking chatterbox. And she is really, now that she's had a taste of the, the, the rest of the, of the place, she wants to not be locked in the back room and she's got to stay in the back with, for safety. That's John. Nobody puts Bill. Nobody puts Billy <laughs> in a corner, dude. Nobody puts dude, Billy in a corner. For real. But she's, uh, she, she, she and, uh, the other cat, uh, Astrid and who had, they've been having little hissing contests, but they had a really oh nice little, like up and personal face sniffs, uh, recently. And, Oh, good. Eventually, it turned into hisses, so we, you know, stopped it. But I'm glad that who, there's who some wins the hissing contest when they do it. Is it Billy or Astrid? Who wins the hissing contest? I, I suppose that depends on perspective, right? Because Astrid uh-huh. uh, really does seem to get the last word, and she like holds her ground. The problem is, is that Astrid is half the size of Billy, and oh my. Billy knows it. And so oh, she she like does this hiss that's that's basically like like going oh I can't wait right and so is uh, Billy in wish but, a motherfucker would mode is that it bruh, is Billy like oh but, I dare you I fucking dare you but then Billy gets picked up but then I pick her up by her scruff right and and she's like hey put me down motherfucker let me at him let me at him so <laughs> you know she has to go back to the back room. Get a little play in, get some treats in. They're they're living the good life. They're they're fine. But I'm I'm glad that the cats are starting to make progress, dude. It's been uh, a, a a slower process than I would like, but it's been a positive progress process. So that's fucking cool. My new job is dope. Uh, yeah, I can't speak about specifics because that's job. the way it goes. Um, yeah, but I. I got into a new en- uh, uh, clean energy. Uh, I get to work in renewable energy now. Um, and I work for a company that I believe in. I work around people that are great to be around and are good at their jobs and are responsible. That sounds incredibly positive, man. And accountable. Yeah, man. I just, I feel supported, uh, except for, you know, there's like frustrating, you're new and have to learn things. And there's just the newness of, uh, you're going to have that with any job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also like, uh, I have been in a position of leadership for so long where my, uh, instinct and probably as a person this is a bit of my instinct as well but like my instinct when i see an issue is to try and uh assist or try and help resolve or try and be supportive right or see what i can offer um and so it's been interesting to see these moments where um i need to in essence um, prioritize learning to follow and not lead um, interesting and and that's been like pretty cool uh, but there's so much that I'm learning that it, it there's there's often these scenarios that I know I'm just like a student in this moment then there's other moments where I see something happening and it's like cut and dry to me um, and it's like hey you know being is it still cut and dry like just because I think I know right now it's not like I am not in charge of this project so let me make sure that i'm not being you know you you have to play the role that you are assigned and that doesn't mean that you shouldn't like you know are are you saying you've learned to know your role and shut your mouth is that what you're telling me in the words of the rock you've learned to know your role and shut your mouth and i will layeth the smacketh down all down your candy asses all right so yeah uh, i'm grateful for the way things are going for my cats, I'm grateful for how much I've been learning and enjoy it, and like really feeling comfortable in my new job. That's great, uh, and I'm I've been grateful that, and this is a uh, a little weird maybe, but I've been super grateful to hear you, Bales, be so honest about how things have been going for you um, with the challenges that you have been navigating in. Uh, in your own trip taking and and, and family yeah, well, things, 
And uh, it's just we we've known each other a long time. We've had to talk about some tough things, and I feel really fortunate to be there uh, to hear your honest take on your thoughts and feelings and experiences because so much we so much of it is very relatable for me um and for so long in my life some of those tough feelings that came with tough ideas and experiences and and circumstances felt like wrong or uh, unacceptable or um, well, it, it's hard to have an example of what to do in some of these scenarios, right? Because you find yeah. yourself. I mean, it's let me let me just set this for the listener in terms of of what is actually going on with me. Okay, so it just as of this recording, uh, and this is a very touch and go situation. Okay, so as of right now. Uh, my mom is in hospice care. Uh, my mom is in the Seattle area. I'm based in the Bay Area. Uh, I just spent a week, uh, just short of a week, uh, up there. Now, I traveled with the understanding that my mom did not have much time. Uh, I'll spare you some of the details of that. But I got up there, and she had stabilized quite a bit by the time that I got there. Um, they moved her out of the hospital. Uh, she is now back at the uh, adult family home where she's been getting excellent, excellent care. She is, she's rebounding. She is still in hospice. There's, uh, my mom has been in very steep cognitive decline for the last several years. Uh, just, just to set that as context uh, for the listener here. Uh, so, and by the way, if you're someone who knows my mom and this is how you're finding out about this, I, I'm really sorry. <laughs> uh, but essentially, um, you know, it's one of those things where you're not really sure you want to be by the person's side, but there's no there, there cognitively. She's not really there. And, you know, she's very limited in what she can do in terms of her actual quality of life. But I will tell you this familiarity goes a long way uh, when you're at this sort of end of life stage for people you know so when she moved from the hospital she wasn't eating like I, I figured my mom is 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 gonna go at any time here they brought her back to the place she had been she's having this incredible rebound she's eating a ton and my mom it's very rare for her to string together like a three-word phrase. She usually just says like a word. Uh, sometimes she gets, she's at that point with her dementia where she starts saying a word and just gets, that word gets stuck in a loop. Uh, and sometimes that's like just like her anxiety or whatever it might be presenting itself, but it's just the only way she can communicate. Uh, that's, that's where she's at. So... Um, when she says uh, a three-word thing, they were feeding her, and she says, I want more. And that was, we were blown away that she <laughs> that put that together. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Eat. That's right. Eat up, Barb. Eat up, man. So she Bar Barb eating. said, you thought, you thought I was done? I'm still hungry. <laughs> Barb said, "I she got that. that <laughs> she got that thirst for life. She wants oh more. I love dude, it, dude. So she's she's drinking. Insurance. Great hospice she's care, though. Great dude, hospice dude, care. She. I mean, shout out to the adult family home and the incredible staff there. They they have hospice staff that come and visit and do stuff. But the rebound is because she's you know home, right, and around familiar things. And she, totally, dude, I'm telling you." She is it, she is pounding insures through a straw like Stone Cold throws back beers. It is uh, it is great to see. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? So look, the, the, the reality is my mom doesn't have a lot of time uh, left, uh, but she has stabilized. So it's a rough thing where like it could be a matter of days or a matter of weeks and you there's really no way to predict it but that's sort of the state that I'm in and I'm sure that people have um, dealt with this themselves in their own way I think 
Uh, one of the things I say very often about being a parent is that, you know, once you become a parent, you really evaluate your own childhood and your relationship to your parents very differently because now you're doing firsthand what they did. And a lot of things make more sense, quite frankly, you know, uh, but, you know, um, my mom and I had a complicated relationship based on some things she had done. Um, but as she went into her cognitive decline about four years ago, like pretty much right before COVID hit, and she was masking for sure. She, and she did a fairly good job of masking for the kids, if I'm being honest. I realize that now. I didn't really realize it at the time. Uh, but, you know, so as she's just been more apparent in cognitive decline... I think the thing for me is no matter what your relationship is with, with your parent, you, um, you know, it's easier if you're angry with someone, it's easy to let go of a lot of stuff when the part of them that you're angry at isn't there anymore. You know, it just goes away and I can, you know, I mean, not to, not to oversimplify it, but it's like, okay. I can just take that topping off the pizza and throw it out, you know, and it's fine. It's not a big deal. You learn when you learn to actually let go of the things that that you are upset with this person over. Um, in, in a strange way, that's been the um, sort of the silver lining of my mom's decline. Is I can just appreciate her as she is. And uh, I'm grateful to have the opportunity to do that because due to a lot of complicated stuff in my mom's life she was never straightforward about a lot of things and she had her reasons for that and that's not the point of this you know but just to be able to have that kind of very simple communication it's like you, you see your soul a little bit you know because it's just very simplified you know you take a lot of the complexity out of somebody's personality and you reduce it down to just this this very basic thing and she's she's often not really there you know, but when she is there, there's just this very simple, very pure part of her. And that is, uh, that's the part that I've come to really uh, just recognize and appreciate and, and, and love. And hold on to. But yeah, yeah, you hold on to it. But it's also like, you know, you can feel differently about someone when they, she doesn't remember, you know. <laughs> She knows I'm her person. She might know right. my name. She might. You're having well, when it gets to a point where you realize you're having a one-way dispute. When you're when your feud only goes one way, that's when you, you know, not. like all the all that all, all all the stuff that could be anger at this point channels into something else, dude. Um, I'm so happy that you were in a place to get up there and be there for your mom. And I'm so fortunate to hear you uh, grace us with the maturity and perspective that you have in that particular relationship right now. Um, may Barb have however many fucking insurers she wants. <laughs> Hell yes. Hell yes. Oh I love you, God. brother. I love you too, man. I love you too. All right, listen, let's um we're we're gonna take a little break and we'll we'll come back with some more stuff. Alright. No, I'm not fucking letting you take them. Fuck you. Who the fuck are you? Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. Why? That, it was Ray's idea. I don't think I should be taking them either. I agree with you. Are you a weirdo? Oh, the weirdest. Nobody's weirder than me. See, a weirdo wouldn't say that. A weirdo would deny it. So do I have to take him, or...? Well, Bills, that was a fun time. Um, is there anything else you would like to say before we get on out of here? Because I'm on that East Coast time, bro. It, it's kind of it's getting kind of late. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we want to hear from our listeners uh, so feel free to uh, shoot us an email at URLWeirdosPodcast at gmail.com. Tell us if you like the show. Tell us if it sucks. Tell us uh, what we could be doing differently. Uh, tell us Talk you know video games with us. 
talk, tell, yeah, talk video games with us. Exactly. Uh, give your opinions on Red Dead Redemption. Tell us what you or want Red, us to Red, get into. We'll Red Dead it. Redemption. Do- yeah. We got nothing. Uh, but also, you know, I just, I want to, again, uh, I want to thank our friends at uh, Henry's House of Coffee. I want to thank our friends in Seal Party. Check them out at sealparty.com. Uh, and, you know, lastly, I just got to say, keep drinking them shakes, Barb. Keep drinking them shakes. 